0: What powers can one man have against the might of Caesar?
1: What do they fear? What do kings and emperors fear? They fear... The people,
2: when they rise up like one man, like one man, like one man. No one on the earth.
1: Do you want to see all work for in your life lost in uprising against I've always been this guy and I may have already done this in another broadcast, but as long as I'm thinking about it, I'll go here. So now I'm an adult, I'm having kids, blah blah blah. You know, like all my kids that "Quote unquote," rebelled against me, and/or didn't respect what I was saying about life in general. Well, they're going to find out. They're going to find out when they have to pay rent and go to work, and you know, see, 25% of their taxes uh, would, you know, taken out of their check before they even get it, right? Um, lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? Um, oh no. So, so I'm an adult. I'm having kids. What happens? Oh, God, like everybody else, at least in this generation. Again, let's say this generation. Because uh, I'm sure this story is, there's no new thing under the sun. So the template or whatever I babble about here, and I attach it to quote-unquote eternity, right? Um, it's the same template in every generation, you know? The truth bubbles up, and if the people don't heed to the truth, and Adhere to and reverence the laws of nature, nature's God. Well, then they're just going to get, they're just going to get punished. And uh, pretty much for this audience, for the most part, I mean, it's it 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 is the Israelites, it, it is the Adamites, it is the white people that is what most of us, I think, in this listening audience are. Because again, the deal is, it's 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 about a meritocracy. That's what it is. At the end of the day, there's nothing offensive about, first of all, upholding the laws of nature and nature's God, which are binding upon all of humanity, all races, all nations, okay, okay, again, whatever the, I shouldn't say whatever, we know the law of homosexuality, okay, again, that goes through all of it, all of humanity, all races, all nations, So uh, it's an abomination, and that's the end of the story. So we leave it there. It's black and white. It's an abomination. Um, Anybody who doesn't deal with it is going to be taken down by it. We got examples in history. I don't have the specifics. I don't have any 1,900-page books on the fall of Rome that I've studied. I don't have it. But it seems pretty instinctual to me. There's a gorgeous blue finch that just came across my path and i got pretty close to him but i couldn't whip out my phone and take a picture of him wow i've never seen a bluebird like that i think a bluebird's got a little orange doesn't it this is all blue and some black like a finch anyway sorry boy i'll tell you what see see how yahweh just throws something right in front of me he controls the birds He controls them, he's running the show, top to bottom, throws a bird in front of me and I get distracted, lose my train of thought, Uh, damn it, what was I talking about, oh, this is bad, it'll come back to me, I know it will, so, um, oh, so, yeah, laws laws of nature, nature's God, binding upon all humanity, and secondly, a meritocracy, a meritocracy. Rivero talked about a meritocracy. That was one of his favorite words. And him and I obviously disagreed on chemtrails. So did him and Stadmiller. So again, as an aside, right? I'm not in competition with other hosts. Okay? I I was a guy at one point discrediting the network for having certain people on but the network has endured right it's like anybody ever told me right (laughs) america was here long before john percent showed up america may be here long after john percent is gone so rbn being that beacon of free speech give them the money they need To pay their bills. Don't send it to me. I'm fine. Believe me, I'm fine. On paper, yeah, I'm pathetic. But still got a roof over my head. Still have a access to an automobile to drive so I could get to this hiking trail. And I need to be doing this every other day. Uh, Your boy over here, I'm only five foot eleven and a half. I'll never be six feet, but uh, I got up to 234 pounds, and that's while I was working. Uh, you know, well now I'm down just under 208, and the BMI is probably bad at that weight. But I do want to get below 200. I think. Um, I think the thing says I should be around 180 or 185, Um, but also, you know, um, I'm 53 years old, and uh, for a while there, up until the last three years, maybe, two years, I've had, I had the blood pressure of a teenager, I was 120 over 80, 120 over 80, 120 over 80, and all the... Charts, etc., are telling me I should be 130, 140 over 85, maybe. Um, but as of recently, I think the last time I, I'm going, coming up to another elevation here, um, I think I hit kind of a 135, but it was over 80. So I do think it's that diocese. I, again, it's just, I think. Remember that, folks. Again, quickly, another aside. Why the name John Percent? The name John Percent was given to me by Sean in Australia. And I did a show, started doing a show on his network after he broke from Renegade. Um, but uh, the deal was, I humbly admit, I have less than one percent of the knowledge about anything in this world and we can so i'm john percent that was my humble admission i don't know anything swear seriously i'm going to speak some truths i would hope the spirit is speaking through me and the truths resonate with you people and you want to hear more of it But that doesn't mean listen to me, monetize me, make me famous. That doesn't mean that at all. (laughs) It means you go out there when I'm off the air or whatever, and you stick your nose where the Creator's voice can be heard and His laws are, you know, shouted from the mountaintops or... Put down as black ink on white paper, and you can't uh, <laughs> you can't dispute them. You can't wiggle out of them. So, like I said, I I'm a very black and white person on many things. I like to keep things black and white because I think "Thou shalt not." There's no gray area in "Thou shalt not." Not not my not my world. Anyway. And so I you know why I'm called John Percent and where I got that from. Um, where were we going before that? Okay, here's the elevation. I thought I was there. But this is, uh, I'm going to call this, it's like the third like, elevation, but it's the second major elevation. This sucker goes up eh, probably 200 feet, I think at least, I don't know, I'm looking at the top, but here we go, anyway, um, so let's keep going, where were we going with that, binding upon all mankind, oh, so yeah, again, the two biggest things with me, laws of nature, nature's God, which is not racist, and meritocracy, which is just the open competition, that's it, I mean, come on, any western society i don't care who's here i don't care what races manage to get inside our border i don't care okay they're all obligated or at least our society culture judicial system without without forcing people into religion without being a theocracy we should still craft our laws to reflect the laws of nature and nature's God that'll keep us that'll give us our trust society of trust and all that and again I mean just punishment for crimes you know but uh but then the meritocracy the open meritocracy the black man the Hispanic man the Indian man the white man We all apply for the job. We all apply for the job. It's an open competition. And whoever wins gets the job. And if more white people get those jobs, then too damn bad. Because we've heard it for years. I mean, and we know the history. I mean, the white man white western societies they built it all and again i i'll keep it very narrow you know like i said i'm not rayvold to his credit has got hundreds upon thousands of tens of thousands i believe of pages of books that he's poured into his through his eye gate and into his brain and he has great recall on that stuff you know I'm not that guy, I'm not a reader, I'm ADHD, and I'm going to go after the shiny thing, but now at 53 years old, grandfather empty nester, the shiny thing is truth, it is, it's chew on the meat and spit out the bones, all this stuff, so much of what we're going through right now is all 99% truth and 1% poison. And it's the poison that kill the stupid people. It is. But anyway, like I said, if more white people get the job, too damn bad. So what are the white people doing? From the Basilicas in Europe to the Boeing 747. We built it all. We built it all and we share it with everybody we're totally alt- altruistic. It's uh, it, all of it is done for the benefit of all of humanity. There's no racial animus in any of that stuff. You build the 747, everybody gets to fly on them, everybody gets to travel the globe. People from other countries can go back and visit their parents. There's a woodpecker, the male woodpecker. I got woodpeckers outside my window now cuz I got a little I got a birdhouse, but then I got a, a little ring thing you put the, the peanuts in. So I get. I used to get a female woodpecker, and she was ginormous. She hasn't been around in a while, but I got two, at least two male woodpeckers. I've seen them working at the same time on the peanut thing. I'm trying to attract blue jays. Um, I like blue jays. It's eye candy to me, by the way. We'll get that discussion some other time too. Why I'm a NASCAR fan, you stupid redneck, which I'm, again, I'm not a redneck, but no the NASCAR was all eye candy to me. <coughs> I love the paint schemes. But again, at the end of the day, like I said, like the, again, the Boeing 747, the white man comes along, the white man engineers the thing, gives it to everybody. And, he, and then he just walks away, and he goes on to the next project. That's how the white man operates. I mean, or at least the best of the Gentiles, if you want to say that. Now, obviously, these arrogant SOBs and the plutocracy, well, obviously, they think they've arrived, they have enough, they can they, they can make do with only, you know, 2%... Two, two uh, 2% population of white people on the planet, they think they can do that and get... Oh, fine. Think what you want. On the other end, if they if they do any more of these white genocides, which, again, they're obviously going to do, um, you better call it what it is. I mean, yeah, we we know who the enemy is. We've all got the education. We know who the enemy is. But at the end of the day better dig out your bible and read Isaiah 45:7 because the text reads I create evil. That's what it said. Isaiah 45:7, look it up. It says I create evil. Okay. You go to the book of Job, you go to Job 1:12 and you you find out that the devil and Satan can't attack anybody unless he gets Yahweh's express permission to do it. Consider my servant Job, and the devil said, "Ah, oh, he'll curse you if I attack him." And Yahweh says, "Have at it, but you, here's your boundaries." But nonetheless, Yahweh's running the show. So Yahweh judges, and if the white people get slaughtered again, it's no new thing under the sun the israelites the adamites the lost sheep of the house of israel if you will and the adamites okay if we if we get slaughtered again it's judgment and it's judgment for everything i've already said which is just one compromise after another one rationalization after another to say we can have some of the sin you know I'm gonna attribute it to Benjamin Franklin, the phrase "the vices common to men." I think I picked that up. I picked that up out of one of my books I collected in my little collection here. And uh, the vices common to men. That's what five words. The vices common to yeah. That's five words. The vices common to men. Zoom out thirty thousand feet. Look at our country, look at our politics, look at our culture, look at our society. It's what it is, man. They finance the vices common to men and they throw it in our face. And we fall for the temptation. But don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Because, as I said, one of my other phrases, it's a favorite of mine from my favorite Bible teacher, is hard lessons learned are never forgotten. I've learned a lot of hard lessons, and now I'm here at 53, taken to a microphone, going, yeah, broken vessel, made some mistakes. Again, in the eyes of men, I am judged as whatever the standards of men are, I don't care what the standards of men are, (laughs) you know what I mean? The Bible didn't say, go down into earth for your pilgrimage and make a lot of freaking money, and I'll come and I'll check your balance in your bank account right before you draw your last breath, and that'll be, right, he who dies with the most toys wins? We've all heard it, he who dies with the most toys wins. My brother and i were out here on the trail just two days ago and i was and he's like no politics no politics well i crafted my language that i got him to listen to a couple things because i told him i said your brother here is gonna now that i'm an empty nester and i've learned a lot of things over the last 16 years i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go the political route and say a bunch of things that." aren't going to be popular with a lot of people and at the end of the day you know what i mean and and that's in in our discussion he threw that at me he who dies with the most toys wins
2: consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead, and that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. at Kettle Marine Ltd at Cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you.
0: Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new, healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joy pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com.
1: philosophy that's a lot of people's philosophy you know which also leads me to the point about the other video that is on my rumble where i spend a lot of time i spent two hours making that it's me ranting in the car when i got all the spirit welled up in front of me or welled up inside of me and turned the camera on myself in the car and recorded a 20-minute rant Then I went home and inserted all those pictures and videos in there um, to, you know, make the point that all of these faces of Republican, conservatism, patriot, whatever the hell you want to call it, these people will not be... They will not be sacrificing their lives, fortunes, or sacred honor to restore our liberties. They're not going to do it. They're, They're all those people who pat each other on the back but at the end of the day when they sit down together at their tables at the conferences it's all how much money you got in the bank it's a competition he who's got the most toys wins and those people they don't give a shit about us so we the people have to give a s-word about ourselves and again you know we outnumber these people (laughs) We exponentially we exponentially outnumber the plutocracy like you wouldn't believe. But, and again, they've got us totally trapped. $31 trillion in debt. Every time a federal budget comes up, the Congress has to approve a $1 trillion interest, pay, interest payment to the debt. Trillion dollars. Uh, That's an interest payment, by the way. Um, So they do it, right? And, again, that's... I mean, none of us can overdraw our credit card to that level. Correct. Right? But yet this this government keeps putting down the... Keeps swiping the country's credit card. And the bank allows it. (laughs) So the, the, the debt is... You know, again, it's a mathematical impossibility we're going to pay it off. Of course, nobody's talking about paying it off anymore. They don't talk about it anymore. And my dad and I had discussions about that, too. You know, the whole world's run on credit. The issue is, who's issuing the credit? They're evil people. They're the money changers in the temple that Jesus took a whip to. That's who they are, right? As Rivero always said. Again, rivero has got his good points, and then he's got his bad points, but... Nonetheless, I'm not in competition with the guy. I'm not here to bash him in the ground. I'm basically here to, at this point, persuade the people. We better get out there and confront this. We better confront this culture and this society face to face, and take back the seats, the reins of government. Take back representative seats in government. And then, immediately, we'll be at war with the banks. But again, who are these banks? Who are they? Who are the people that charge usury and blah, 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 blah? I mean, again, Rayvold. Guy's a Catholic scholar. He can give you chapter and verse, date and time when the Catholic Church was against usury. And it was a Christian value to, be, to not charge people usury. I mean, again, like the 747, Absolutely ingenious, productive, intelligent white people given given startup capital or whatever they need, and not by usurious loans, by the way, but if they're given the capital they need, they're going to design that aircraft. And if the guy who gives them the capital is investing in it, He gets his return on investment. Everybody's using the aircraft. You know, and the guys who designed it, they're not done. You know, they had a little something just tickling their belly. And they're like, ah! And then they designed the damn Rolls-Royce or General Electric engine, the turbines. I mean, my God, there's no... Like I said, there's no new thing under the sun, but in all seriousness, you know what I mean? You want to talk about be a good person and meritocracy and do no harm, if you want to say it. I mean, my gosh, that's all we've done, but like I said from my page on John Locke that I keep sharing with everybody, and it's a video, I... uh I hope, I, I sent it to Sam as a sound clip, so hopefully we, uh, hopefully we played it on my first broadcast. But uh, when a plutocracy, especially a, just a godless plutocracy... I mean, again, folks, stop. Know your Bible. God, Yahweh, raised up Nebuchadnezzar, and then he took down Nebuchadnezzar. Hello? He raised him up and he took him down. Now go read your book of Daniel. You had one guy. And at one part you had at one point you had his three friends, but you had Daniel in the midst of a kingdom in a whole sea of people, a big pile of people. You had one righteous man in the middle of that thing. Yahweh did a miracle right in front of the king. I'm going up another elevation here. But, folks, that's how it works. You know? That's how it works. And, not to. And I won't cast my pearls before swine. I think I know a lot of things, and I believe them. And I can articulate them in a very offensive way. But I don't think that's right. Okay? We've got all these races and nations of people on the planet. And whenever the white Western man was at was enjoying a full meritocracy, he did great things. He was generous with his money. He was ingenious and productive and had the mechanical aptitude to create something that was... A benefit to all mankind, and we always did that. And we'll keep doing it. You know? So, I mean, you know, but, where was I going with? Oh, so as far as I'm concerned, those men who do that, those men of renown, those people like John Locke that I'm talking about 400 years, nearly 400 years later. Those people are... And I'm going to loosely use the word God's prophets, okay? But they're very few and far between. They're they're one of a family and maybe two of a city. So sit down, sit back in your chair, stop whatever you're doing, and think about what I just said. These people... The, if there was a tip of the spear, the head genius of the 747, the guy who had the most input, the guy who came up with the idea, let's put four engines on this sucker. Those guys in world history, generation, each generation, they're one of a family, two of a city. That's what they are, man. And uh, I believe Yahweh God sends those people to us. At one point, they go public, right? I mean, again, let's take, the template of, let's take the template of Jesus' life. He did his thing. He was a carpenter, right? He had a job. He did his thing till age 30. And then, I have to be about my father's business. He went out there and did his thing for three years. And then they killed him. And why did they kill him? Because he took the scriptures and threw them right in their face. Let me park it here. I don't know if I'm way off tangent. If I was going somewhere, I don't know. But um, this is, like I said, this is where I'm at right now. Okay? And I'm not Jesus. And I'm not comparing myself. And I'm not calling myself a prophet. Okay, please, guys, don't. Don't, don't. I'm very humble about that. I'm very, I'm very thankful that I do have whatever brain cells I have knocking together. But I'm not ignorant of the fact that I can just be wiped out tomorrow and that I haven't repented in thought, word, or deed to the point where, you know, Yahweh can go, well, I'm done with you for right now. But I'll send you back. Give it another try next time. And again, I'll <laughs> I'll explain that later. But um, that's my that's my worldview. My worldview was given to me by my favorite preacher in the whole wide world, who I think was a prophet. Again, using that word very carefully. I'm serious. If I mislead anybody, just the lightning strikes coming. and it'll find me right where I'm at if I speak out of turn or put forth some kind of falsehood to deceive people. But it's my understanding that he sends his people into this world. They do their thing. They get an education. They leave. They go back to heaven. Then they come back, and they go through another cycle of education. That's what I think not gonna get deep in the weeds. Some people know what that is. They know who I listen to. Some people don't like it. Again, I'm not here to offend. That's not my point. I think realistically that um, I think the atomites are smart enough as a race. That we should secure our lands, we should benefit off the land, agriculture, we should build a society, everybody should benefit off of our goodness and our gifts that we got, which are not of ourselves, They got them from somewhere else, and that's how, and, and again, like I said, meritocracy and uphold the laws of nature, and nature's God, everything's fine, and like I said, where we're at in this generation is call it what it is, white Western white Western world. It's what it is, you know? but like I said, these absolute prophets that come and go from heaven, as far as I'm concerned, uh, they're one of a family, two of a city. There's not a lot of them. but like I said, the Bible story, the Bible's replete with these stories that the prophet comes the prophet pounds his iron fist, well, not his iron fist, because he's not in control, but he pounds his fist on the table, and he says, thus saith the Lord, and the people just don't want to give it up, they don't want to give up their sin, they don't want to, if you want to say fall on your face, but that's another, that's another, <laughs> that's another uh, absolutely silly thing, you know, even in my fundamental, independent, separated Baptist church, you know, close your eyes and bow your head. <laughs> You're not going to see the baseball bat hitting you in the back of the head, right? <laughs> you know, close your eyes and get a get a big surprise. Um, I think. Don't we? And again, like I said, I don't. I didn't. I didn't go and study this, but I've I've heard it periodically but he had his eyes raised towards heaven your eyes are always open and if anything you're always looking up to the heavens this whole thing of bow your head and close your eyes and you'll get a big surprise i think that's uh part of the little ruse i mean i get it psychologically yeah you close your eyes and you block out block out what's coming out in your eye going into your eye gate and yeah you know, um, you can meditate for a little bit there you can think on some things when you're not distracted, but uh when it comes to going into supposedly hanging around with God's people and supposedly hearing his truth, which is go far which is <laughs> go vote straight party republican lever, <laughs> and they tell you to close your eyes and bow your head, yeah, well. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, like I said, nonetheless, you get my philosophy, and I don't want people following me. You know what I mean? I'm not in this for popularity thing. I think that I've been gifted to string a bunch of things together over the course of my lifetime, right? And I'm, I'm on a hiking trail, for God's sakes. I'm not sitting here reading a notebook or... Perusing websites, I'm just speaking freely. Got my own original thoughts here. Um, by the way, I don't even know if I finished that point, and I think I did, but getting in an argument this morning with some dude on uh, Twitter. Some, and I told the guy, I said, call in to the show. I mean, I seriously do. I the 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 thing that we're at now is, and I've said it is is all the 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 factions we've we've been completely anybody wholesome patriotic conservative christian whatever you want to call yourself um brings me back to another point i wanted to finish um uh the problem is uh, all of us have been factionalized and what happens is these uh these charlatans, these wolves in cheap clothing, and I'm not talking about clergy, I'm talking about clergy and all these guys who, again, Turning Point USA, The Blaze, Daily Wire, Tucker Carlson, Fox News, pick your flavor, okay, Salem Radio Network, David, Dennis Prager, Michael Savage, you know what I'm saying? These people... You know, you become loyal to the faction, and then you can't get together with your white brethren and come together as one and scare the living hell out of the establishment. Because that would scare the hell out of them. But, uh, no, let me, uh, so yeah, along my journey, right, I'm becoming an adult, I'm having kids, I'm working, uh, making money, you know, uh, don't understand the concept of real life don't have the don't have the basic common sense that a lot of people do have honestly uh, at that point, which again I may not I still may not have it I there's some simple things that just go right over my freaking head. It's kind of funny and and people should laugh uh, if they tell me something and it's common and I just don't get it. I, I seriously, laugh at me, I'll laugh at myself. I got a great sense of humor. But I do. I let a lot of simple things just fly over my head. And I'm like, what, huh? Oh, my God, I'm so stupid. Anyway, so I don't understand the concept of employment. As a kid, making babies, and um, I'm selling my labor to somebody else. That's what employment is. I'm selling my labor to somebody. Okay, I will work for you for $10 an hour. Now, all of a sudden, I've got this entity called government that steps in between me and my employer as he's handing me $10 bill. And they go, uh, go go get 10 singles. Or go get a 5 and 5 singles. And then, now give it to me. And then he hands me 8. See what I mean? I didn't understand any of this stuff. So this is going on and... You know, shit, whatever it is, I don't care, 18, 22, 25 years old. And again, they're okay, call it what it is, you know, early 90s, late 80s, right? Um, 20 bucks or 25 bucks is a lot of freaking money. <laughs> I mean, it really is. So the government's stepping in, and they're taking these $20 bills away from me. Social Security, Medicare, yes, obviously health insurance, because, of course, my dad would say, make sure you buy it. You know, uh, which, again, is all good advice. That's fine. You know, um, anyway, so all of a sudden I, I find Rush Limbaugh on the radio whenever I did. I don't know. Right. Here's Rush Limbaugh speaking truth to power and or just common sense. So like everybody else in this generation or a whole lot of us. I'm listening to Limbaugh for a decade or more. And pretty soon you get the pattern. Over the last five election cycles, every two years, or the last two and a half presidential cycles, the country continues on the wrong trajectory. And guess what? Republicans had power for a significant percentage of the time of the House or the you know of the Congress or the Presidency. And yet we continue on this trajectory, which again I didn't realize it, but you know, when I was 11 years old and I was all wrapped in the flag and Ronald Reagan and they were building the space shuttle, the only way I can describe it, guys, I was all wet in the mangina over the the space shuttle program. Space shuttle program, to me, as an impressionable kid, was the coolest thing in the freaking world. I just, I watched every launch and landing I could didn't really care about the spacewalks or what they were doing under there it was just that whole thing of the the thrust and the power to everything had you knew how everything just had to be perfect and work to get that sucker up there and then the landing how fast is that damn thing going it's going to re-enter the atmosphere and then you got to get it down in edwards air force base and you got to slow it down and just freaking cool as hell, I I just couldn't get enough of it, and by the way like I said, the guys that developed the Boeing 747 they develop it they give it to the whole world altruistically every race on the planet is free to enjoy the luxury of the 747 and go fly all over the planet but I'm going to go ahead and move on to something else and then they go and they build the space shuttle freaking just awesome you know and again, it is, it's, it is all white people. Don't lie to me. All that engineering is white people. Come on. And again, meritocracy. Meritocracy, not race. Okay, you know? Yeah, there's a racial component to it. So what? Yeah, there's all different kinds of races on the planet. Duh. So what? We don't all hate each other. We don't war against each other. You know? They have their They have their attributes. Uh, they have their genetics, which allows them to live in different climates. We have ours. And again, we're all about... Making, we're all altruistic. We just are. Anyway, so... Um, so the space shuttle. I'm 11 years old, Ronald Reagan. And... That's when the credit or debt bubble and i have a graph for this that's when it went to the moon that's when the federal reserve said start spending your ass off congress presidents start overdrawing your credit card to an unlimited amount and you know that's when it started happening Now, as I'm thinking about it, maybe that was part of the attempted assassination on Reagan. And again, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole. I mean, it's good enough they've already admitted the JFK was assassinated by the CIA. It's an open secret now. Tucker can admit it. Wikipedia can admit it. I got the little clip of Tucker saying Ford became the president because he was on the Warren Commission. So maybe there was a a thing where they just went, hey, Ronald Reagan, Tip O'Neill's going to present you with a spending bill of $31 trillion. Ha, ha, ha. You yeah, might as well exaggerate at this point. And uh, you're going to sign it. And Reagan's going to sit there and go, the hell I am. <laughs> I, uh, I campaigned on such and 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 such. And such. All these people gave me the money because they trusted me to such and such and such and such and such and such and and fiscal conservatives and such and such. Right. (laughs) You know. And they went, well, we'll put a bullet in you so you get the message. I don't know. Like I said, that's a romantic made up. I wasn't a fly on the wall and I want to be a fly on the wall. I have no idea. But I have a like I said, I have a, a graph that shows the credit bubble. When our Congress or government used to only spend maybe at most 120% of our GDP, and then that shit just went to the moon. Well, that's from that's from 1981, I suppose, until now. And uh, how you doing? Uh, that's from uh nineteen eighty-one until now. And like I've said all over Twitter, they're calling the note. That's what it is. You know, again, like Rivero says, the Federal Reserve prints our currency and loans it to us at interest. And it's a note, it's a debt note, it's not money, it's a promise to pay. And uh We've gone ahead and spent and spent and spent, or at least our, like I said, our government has. They spent all the money, right? And then they have the gall to come back and go, uh, another elevation we're doing right here. I'm right in the middle of it. Um, let me get some water. <sighs> mm, that's good water. Um it's room temperature now, which isn't very pleasant, but so what? Um Yeah, so the Congress spends all the money, president signs off on it, and uh then they turn around and they'll turn around and blame we the people. Well you you elected us into representative government, so it's your fault. You know. And again, we could all get down in the weeds of the electoral colleges and the big cities, vote blue. And, but then, I'll just throw the Tucker Carlson video in your face. Going, huh. according to Tucker Carlson, right before he got fired from Fox, the CIA gives us selections. We don't have elections. So, they selected Gerald Ford and put him over us. And they told all the people you voted for him. Well, I mean, shit. Fast forward to today, like I said in my video, two, three years ago, you couldn't say Biden didn't get 81 million votes on social media. You get canceled, you get a strike. You know, now you got Trump out there, first appearance on CNN saying they rigged the last election. Kerry Lake. In Arizona. Oh, this elevation. She obviously has a winnable court case, but we have selective enforcement of the law. So she's not going to win. But she's going to be a celebrity. Some would call her a grifter. I don't really care. I mean, shit. At this point, I could call Ron Paul a grifter. Love Ron Paul, love his message, and like I've said in other messages on my rumble, if that guy said one thing about the JQ or said one thing remotely anti-Semitic, he would have never got anybody to run his precinct delegate, learn parliamentary procedure, and ultimately end up in Tampa at the convention to be summarily thrown out. And by the way, as I've been... Oh my God, this elevation never ends. (sighs) Um, uh, The libertarians, as I call them, long-haired, freaky people, because I was all over the fact that Ron Paul was an Air Force flight surgeon and a Baptist. Okay, I was all over that. I lauded that man, worshiped the ground he walked on because Baptist, which is pretty fundamentalist, and right wing of the Catholics, whatever you want to say. And then uh, he was an Air Force flight surgeon. Respected that. But what was he doing? He was selling gold and silver. He was telling everybody gold and silver. They're still doing it today. So many of these self-absorbed, conceited a-holes that are trying to make money. They're trying to make money. They're making merchandise out of people. They're trying to make money. They're getting, They're taking advantage of our political angst and our anger. And then they come with you with some kind of message. And they, you know... Subscribe, monetize me. You know, boy. If I, you know, if I, if I rise to popularity, I'll, I'll get an audience with, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump. And again, that'll be, you know, that'll that'll be the, the entire of their existence. The whole of their existence is to get the attention of one. And bla- guys, I was that guy. I was that guy. Okay, sports autographs. Never went to any Ron Paul rallies, but when Trump was running, I did try to go see him twice. I tried to go see him, not Madison, Wisconsin, but near there. I think it was is McFadden. No, McF- I forget what town it was, but he was. I went to try to see him there, and then I took my son up to Appleton. And we waited in line and waited in line, and when we were... We came up like 40 or 60 people short of getting in the auditorium. So, you know, so what I'm saying is I've been that guy. I've been that guy. I've been bamboozled by their celebrity and harsh political rhetoric and all that stuff. But, you know, we're from when he started campaigning to now where we're at as a country. It's pretty damn obvious what they've done and who's in control and blah, blah, blah. And we're getting set up for another CIA selection. You know, I mean, they've given us the four actors. Now Trump Kennedy might be a ticket. Oh, sure, I wouldn't put it past him. You know, uh, but uh, anyway, like I said, I don't want to get down in the weeds on that shit with the personalities. We, the people, need to put aside all the personalities. We can listen to them all day. They massage our ego, they validate our concerns, our common sense, our logic, but as with anything else, they don't deliver, they don't deliver, they talk a bunch of shit and then they don't deliver, you know, so uh, again, let me, I'll go back here, so I'm listening to Rush Limbaugh and then it's rah, 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 pull a straight party Republican lever the Republicans don't deliver. We start seeing a thing called rhinos, but we didn't call them rhinos, right? We didn't call them rhinos until maybe until Ron Paul showed up in 2008. But you get tired of it. And then what happens? The CIA gives us Alex Jones. What's Alex Jones doing? It's not a matter of him yelling and screaming and pounding his fist and waving a flag. None of that. Or his satire. Right? It's none of that. It's, for me, he's showing me black ink on white paper. He's showing me the actual legislation. I can read, he's got a camera over the House bill or the Senate bill. He's got a camera in his studio and he's reading it to me. Or, when he's done, I go look it up myself. Now I've got actual legislation in my hand, black ink on white paper. And me as an American are going, now I'm really getting pissed off.
2: He planted his corn in the month of June. And by July it was up to his eye. Come September, there came a big frost, and all the young man's corn was lost. one three